title of today's message is Horizon. Our scripture reading comes from Philippians chapter 3, verses 10 through 16. We do have an event in the YouVersion app, and I just want to remind everybody, if you have the Bible app, YouVersion app on your phone, we can be found in the events section each Sunday, and it'll have this day's scripture in there for you. And so that's available. And I do encourage, uh, if you haven't yet, today would be a good day to play catch up, pick out which uh, Bible reading plan you want to do for 2019 and make a commitment. I know that Paul taught in Discipleship Mosaic today the importance of reading the Bible. And I just want to encourage every one of us to have some systematic That means you create a system that works for you (laughs) where you are reading regularly the word of God. Okay. So I encourage that for you. All right. Philippians three, chapter, uh, chapter three, verses 10 through 16. I want to know Christ and experience the mighty power that raised him from the dead. I want to suffer with him sharing in his death so that one way or another, I will experience the resurrection from the dead. I don't mean to say that I have already achieved these things or that I have already reached perfection, but I press on to possess that perfection for which Christ Jesus first possessed me. No, dear brothers and sisters, I have not achieved it, but I focus on this one thing, forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which God through Christ Jesus is calling us. Let all who are spiritually mature agree on these things. If you disagree on some point, I believe God will make it plain to you, but we must hold on to the progress we have already made. This is the word of the Lord. So how many of you remember one year ago right now? It did not feel like spring outside one year ago right now. It was very, very cold. Craig has shared a screenshot of one of the um, days on his weather app. It said three degrees. So, uh, yeah. So today is the one year anniversary of my installment as pastor. And so I want to share some reflections, stories, and testimonies from the past year and take stock of where we are as a community and inspire us together into what 2019 may hold for us as a church. So here are some highlights. That first week, that frigid, cold first week last year was a prayer of emphasis on prayer. And we had to actually cancel some of our actual gatherings because it was just too cold. People couldn't get out. But we did some things on video conference and that kind of thing and had that first week of prayer. Then I was installed as pastor. And the following day, Craig and I left town for three weeks for our mini sabbatical. And it was awesome. It was it was of the Lord. We needed that margin. Um, when it once I was installed and then time to begin. So, but then carrying on, one of the highlights for me is looking back at the preaching series. Now that may seem a little like, okay, but for me, 
that sh- that is a memory of the word of the Lord, how he kept speaking to me, what to preach to you. So looking back and all of these are on the website. You can, you can, that's one of the places I can just go to kind of remember and see the list of what was, what we went through this last year. But, um, the preaching series that we went through are, we are family, love broke through, Intend walking with Jesus in community, tools of the trade, which was practices for spiritual formation, summer breeze, life in the Holy Spirit, what you know good from Deuteronomy 29, 29, prayer, fast and feasts, and then we ended the year with Advent Unexpected. Ministry highlights from the year. We had two sessions of home group in the spring and the fall. There was a women's Bible study that had two um, separate sessions that met. Plus, um, we hosted IF Gathering back in February. In Dis- Discipleship Mosaic carries on, and we have a new leader for adults. Uh, Paul began in the fall, and an additional option for teenagers. Children's Church began in the fall. On Good Friday and Christmas Eve, we held services jointly with FECC, which is a majority African-American congregation. Our outreach involvement included Beat the Street with Urban Outreach in Southeast Washington, D.C., Festival de Adoración in Vienna in partnership with six other churches, Ministry at Beauty for Ashes, Christmas donations to Urban Outreach, Christmas Outreach at Way of Faith Assembly of God, which was also in partnership with several other churches, and that also hooked in a coat drive with Cafe Amori right here in Vienna in conjunction with that outreach. Um, I was privileged to connect and speak at the Vienna Business Association. Um, I provided the invocation twice in 2018 for the Vienna Town Council. Um, Our online connections through CV Outreach, which is um, something I haven't even been able to fully share with you, but we've 80 plus people have contacted us for prayer. People that I have had interaction with and support. Two of them actually attended services, have recommitted to regular church attendance and renewed relationship with God. Thank you, Lord. And then we also have outreach through our website and media. Community events that were hosted in this space include the Bland Contest with the Lions Club. And then in the summer, there was a benefit concert by St. Mark's Young Performers. Other events that happened last year, there was a marriage enrichment event, women's retreat, kids camp, and we hosted the Washington Region Everything Changed Prayer Conference in October. With mission support, we hosted four missionary guest speakers and supported 27 missions slash ministry units throughout the year through your faith promise giving. You, you, this community who averaged in 2018 24 persons in attendance at worship service, you have influence in every part of the world. I want that to get past any walls you would have towards that. You have influence in every part of the world through your support of missions. We partner with effective, called, and anointed people. And you can be humbly proud of your part in going, sending, and making disciples according to Jesus' commission. 
So where are we? What progress have we made? Philippians 2.16 said, we must hold on to the progress we have made, even as we turn our gaze away from the past. So from my vantage point as your pastor, here is some of the progress I see. First, commitment. I've seen your commitment levels grow. You have been supportive and responsive to my leadership. You've shown up when I asked you. You've given of your resources and you've displayed a gracious and cooperative spirit. Almost all of you let me know in advance when you'll be traveling. If something comes up on a Sunday and you're going to miss church, most every single one calls or texts or messages me. For transforming community to thrive, commitment is essential. And I am joyfully grateful to see this progress. Secondly, a hunger for God's word. Those who participated in the women's Bible study, the teenagers who meet with me during Discipleship Mosaic, the adults whom Paul is leading in Discipleship Mosaic, those who have come together in home group, in every one of these scenarios, I have seen that you are hungry for the word of God. Spiritual formation depends on this. We cannot grow in our faith without God's word. And I just want you to be convinced of that. You're not going to grow without feeding your faith by God's word. We will thank God for where we are, and we're going to continue to stir up that hunger and desire and passion for the word of God. Thirdly, faith. Your faith is growing. It showed up in your faith promise giving. It showed up in our hosting a regional event. That was a big step of faith, friends, and you did it. And it shows up in your prayers. When when I'm standing up here and y'all come and ask for prayer, I sense your faith growing. You are inviting God to make a difference in the situations that you are facing. You aren't just moving on. You are letting God be at work in your life. And I have seen your faith grow in those scenarios this year. And I'm, I'm thankful for it. I want to just open this up for just a moment. Don't feel um, put upon, but I wanted to also hear from you if you had something to share. Some areas of progress that you recognize and you want us to hold on to as, as this community of faith, some progress that you want us to hold on to as we move forward. Amen. Amen. All right. Looking to what lies ahead. The Lord has encouraged me and challenged me that 2019 is a year that I need to stretch, move out of comfortable, and grow. This past week at the Washington Region Day of Prayer, a fellow pastor shared that he believes a word for 2019 is increase. I receive that, and I believe that as I stretch, I will increase in faith, in knowledge, in skill, in experience, and in my ability to lead. But I believe God is also calling us as a church 
and you as individuals to stretch in this new year. So you've got a little note sheet. There's a place for notes on the back. And as I'm talking, I invite you to list one or two areas that you may desire to stretch or that you feel God prompting you about. You know, as we face the new year, a typical reality is um, we, we will set goals. And so that it's, there's nothing wrong with getting in tune with what's in your heart, what's in your desires that you would like to see happening. But taking that further in our relationship with God is not just about what your desire may or may not be, but what is God himself leading you to. And so it's, it's wonderful when they are, are completely aligned, but there are times when God puts something on your heart that you find yourself going, are you sure? And you have to surrender and say, okay, Lord, if that's you, I'll let you guide me in that. Delight yourself in the Lord and he shall give you the desires of your heart. So if you feel the Lord prompting you towards something that right now sounds like, oh, I don't know, I'm just going to encourage you, continue to delight yourself in the Lord and he will help that become your desire and that you are able to be with him in what he's calling you to do. So if you feel prompted to, to keep record for yourself, some things that you feel that he may be calling you to stretch in. For us as a church, and in particular in regard to the preaching and study of God's word, an overarching idea the Lord has been speaking to me is the metaphor of landscapes. The scripture is full of landscape imagery, stories and experience that relate to us spiritually, places that God may lead us through. Each landscape can have more than one aspect to it. So for example, a mountain could represent victory. It could represent struggle. It could be an obstacle or the place of God's presence. So I've pondered many of the landscapes in the Bible, mountains, valleys, deserts, oceans, harvest fields, quiet waters, on the wing, in a cave. And we will be looking at those through this year and and seeing where God takes us. For today, the imagery is horizon. Stretching, increasing, looking higher, further, beyond. There's a phrase you may hear from time to time. The sky is the limit. As I entered into a prayer time on Friday, I found myself thanking God for the limits he has chosen for us. God exists in eternity. Yet we are functioning in the limit of time. That's what got me started praying that prayer. I had this list this long and time this long. And it was like, okay, God, you know, (laughs) I thank you for this limit. God has boundless energy, yet we are to live with rhythms of rest and work. 
The limits can be frustrating at times, but they are from God and we can receive them as good and precious gifts. So even as we lift our eyes up to what lies ahead, stretching our vision toward the horizon, we will be confronted with limits and we will become aware of our limits. We'll be challenged to learn how to stretch within the limits and then according to God's guidance, grow beyond current limits. I know some of the things God has put in my heart for this year, and it's going to take stretching and growing beyond my own limitations. So I'm thankful for the limits that God has allowed, yet I'm not content to be limited due to my own lack of growth. And I feel that for you as well. And it's going to require wisdom. So let's look at what our text says about stretching. In verse 13, Paul writes, No, dear brothers and sisters, I have not achieved it, but I focus on this one thing, forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which God, through Christ Jesus, is calling us. I'm going to unpack a couple of ideas from that really quick. First, forgetting the past. So what is Paul talking about here? Because he told us a couple of verses later to hold on to the progress we have made. So he's, he doesn't mean forgetting everything from the past. This forgetting is the opposite of remembering, which biblically, here's what remembering is biblically, purposely reminding ourselves of a past event so that it will impact our present. I preached a sermon on that, I believe on Memorial Day, about remembering. We shared communion today in remembrance of Jesus' death on the cross and resurrection from the dead so that our present will be filled with the knowledge of his sacrifice, his victory over sin, death, and the grave. We remember victories from the past so that our faith will remain active and vital right now, okay? So forgetting is choosing not to remember. Those things which are no longer to impact our present, those ideas, those doubts, those immature beliefs or wrong ideas about God, wrong thinking about ourselves, you got to stop remembering. Don't bring them forward into the now. Let them remain in the past. That's what it means, forgetting the past. Secondly, press on. This phrase in the Greek embodies earnest and active endeavor, like a runner in a race, pressing to pursue and overtake, chase and capture. There is a sense of exertion and stretching beyond the current spot on the road, reaching forward with relentless determination, stretching. Now, in my physical body, I enjoy a good stretch, usually, but most stretches also hurt. Can anybody say amen? Yeah. So we're going to have to understand this exertion and earnest endeavor is going to require moving out of that proverbial comfort zone 
stepping out in faith, and allowing God to move us toward the horizon. I invite you to ponder the horizon of 2019. What do you see stretching out in front of you? The, for, the horizon itself is a limit. We can only see so far. I do know some of the things that individuals here today are facing in this coming year. There are some mountains to climb. There are some rivers to cross. But we do not know everything that this year will hold for us. But what we do know is that we are to forget the past, look forward to what lies ahead, press on. And if God is showing you something that is only visible through eyes of faith, I want you to receive that vision. And I want to say that again. If God is showing you something that is only visible through eyes of faith, I want you to receive that vision. Do not be limited by doubt or fear. Those are the forgettable things of the past. Press on in faith, believing God, trusting that his word is true. No weapon formed against you will prosper, that he will supply all of your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus, that by his stripes you were healed, that you are sanctified body, soul, and spirit, that you have an anointing from the Holy One and you know all things, that he has given you every single thing you need to live a godly life. Amen? I'm excited about some of the ministry opportunities that are coming our way this year. We're going to host um, some missionaries in February that I cannot wait for you to meet. We will celebrate this church's 75th anniversary this summer. We are going to launch some small groups with specific purposes, like overcoming life-controlling issues and racial reconciliation. I believe God is birthing within you ideas and passions for ministry. And I'm going to say that one twice. So if you didn't hear it, here it comes again. I believe God is birthing within you ideas and passions for ministry. And I'm praying for the wisdom to unleash and empower you into these new and impactful ministries. Horizon, pressing on, looking ahead. So here's some ways I'm pressing on this week. I've already told you this is the national week of prayer. I will be entering into a time of fasting and prayer. We talked about fasting a few weeks ago, and that sermon, um, I invite you to listen to it if you didn't. It's the November 25 sermon. Also, Pastor Craig has a book on Amazon and Nook about fasting titled Life in the Fast Lane. I'm beginning a partial fast tomorrow, which means I'll be fasting certain foods. Um, it, I won't be on a total fast. I intend for this fast to last 21 days. I invite you to consider some type of fast during this first month of 2019. Set aside as a time to pray and seek God for his guidance and empowerment. So I want you to hear me. I'm not 
saying that I expect everyone to do a 21 day fast, but I am inviting you look at your calendar, think about it, pray about it, find a time during this first month. We want to give our firsts to the Lord to set aside some time for fasting. Another way I'm stretching is um, I'm scheduled to begin meeting with a ministry coach this week to help me discern and develop strategies for bringing into reality some of the dreams God has placed in my heart. As we move forward, I am certain, I am so sure of this, God is stirring you up. And we're going to be working together to stretch and grow and expand our influence for the kingdom of God. I don't think God is asking me to stretch into um, being spread thin. Does that make sense? He's asking me to stretch in my faith and my wisdom and my ability to unleash you into further ministry, to equip you for the ministry. That's what God is asking me to stretch in learning how to do. It's not going to be Pastor Brenda doing more and more and more, although I'm going to do whatever the Lord lays on my heart to do, but it's also going to be inviting you into that and seeing how God is going to use you. It's going to be exciting. I'm going to be working with the MLT in level one to plan, to discern God's will together and commit ourselves in surrender to God's design and to build our faith to stretch, looking to the horizon and pressing on. So what I want to do at this moment, again, this is our first Sunday of the year, and I just want to allow this time. I do want you to ponder this a moment. What is the Lord laying on your heart? What are desires that you want to lay before him? If it's something that you have this deep desire, but it hasn't come to pass, it may be time to lay that on the altar before the Lord. Give it to him and see what he'll do with it. Okay? If it's just a matter of asking the Lord for his guidance, what should your goals be for this year? What does he want you to, you to give your attention to? I want to confirm that all of us in here know Jesus as our personal Lord and Savior. Jesus is God's son. We just celebrated his incarnation. God sent his son because he loved the world, that whoever believes in him would not perish, but would have everlasting life. Everlasting life is not just that life beyond the horizon that we cannot see, but it is that new life that is within us that makes a difference in how we're living right now. It is his power within us to overcome the issues of life. And that is what Jesus came for us to give us that everlasting life. Let's bow our heads just a moment. If you have not yet yielded and said yes to that precious gift of salvation that Jesus gives, that gift of everlasting life, 
I want to invite you at this moment to say yes. If today is your day that you are saying yes, and you would like for me to pray with you while every head is bowed, would you just lift your hand? Okay, thank you. Father, I thank you for your gift of salvation. I want everyone to follow me in this prayer. It helps those that are praying it for the first time to have other voices join them. Dear Jesus, thank you for loving me. Thank you for coming for me. Thank you for dying for me. I believe you are God's son. I believe God did raise you from the dead. And I call on you as my Lord. I receive your gift of eternal life. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, I want to invite everyone to stand, come to the altar, or sit if that's more comfortable for you. Find a place of prayer. We're going to give about five minutes to this. Those that um, raised your hand, if you want me to pray individually with you, I'm going to be standing right over here. Okay, I want to, let's, let's do this just for about five minutes. Thank you. <laughs> 